0: All right. So um, this morning, our teaching um, that God put this message on my heart. Uh, the ladies, uh, Belinda, Jan, and myself that teach, we had gotten together and we prayed over um, just different things that we wanted to. Um, we wanted the Lord to use in our lives to bring messages of hope, encouragement, um, and answers for uh for women's ministry this year and so today is the last day um for this season but the message that the Lord put on my heart is what what do we do when God chooses not to heal? So that's the title of the teaching today. Um so we'll be in second Corinthians chapter twelve, um the first part today. And uh for my own life I've experienced much suffering, um sickness, uh infirmities um, infirmities, ailments, different things, um, just tragic loss recently, um, this past weekend, crazy, lost our horse, like, in a very traumatic, um, crazy freak accident, and, uh, so, yes, it's a horse, it's not a human, but it stinks, and, uh, it hurts, but God will use it, and so, um, there's just so many things that we are going to suffer in this life, and, We need to have hope. We need to know where we need to go when life is ugly and when God chooses not to heal, whether it's a sickness, a um, a loved one or our own sicknesses and ailments. God is good. And, um, I know my cry in my heart all the time is let this pain not be in vain. And it's not. Nothing that we go through is ever in vain. God uses it and he's good. So let's open in prayer heavenly father we thank you again for this morning lord we know that we can trust you because you are good we know that everything that we go through in this life lord you will use for good to those that love you and are called according to your purpose father i pray that you'd fill me afresh right now with the holy spirit help me um, just to be a vessel for you lord empty thing anything in my heart or uh, my flesh anything that is in me that is not of you lord i pray you just remove it lord help me to just be um a vessel for you to bring encouragement to bring answers and hope through your word lord i thank you and we just we love your word lord it is so good and we know it's alive which it never changes lord but it it is used at different seasons in our life to bring correction and encouragement and um i just thank you lord for um just being so good and so faithful to us. Father, in the midst of suffering, help us to continually look upon you for answers because you are here with us. You're in the midst. You will never leave us nor forsake us. Your word declares. Help us to rest in that. And please just speak through um, your word today in Second um, sorry, Second Corinthians. Lord, help us to understand what Paul was going through and what you did in his life. We love you in jesus name, Amen, so you guys know um, you know you guys know who Paul is, and Paul wrote um, the to the Corinthians in the letters, and so today we 're in second Corinthians chapter twelve um, but to give a little bit of uh, um, understanding if we look in chapter eleven, Paul was talking about the different things that he went through infirmities and uh, sufferings, um, and he's talking about boasting, but he's not talking about boasting. He, he shouldn't boast. He knows that he can't boast in who he is or what he is, um, that he's a Jew and he's this and that, um, so that he's like awesome, but he can boast in, um, knowing that God is using him and using his trials, his sufferings. Um, he, um, he was shipwrecked, Um, he went through, um, being chased and, um, weariness and toil and sleepless, um, hunger, thirst. He just, he went through so much suffering. Um, you guys can read about it, but it starts in, uh, chapter 11 verses 22 on, um, the sufferings for Christ. So when we suffer for our own doing, that's not. That's not what he's talking about here. Suffering because, for the sake of Christ, we've all probably suffered persecution for being a Christian. Um, I've had suffering uh, or persecution for being a Christian by a crazy neighbor that just would not let go for a year and a half of just attacking me verbally and calling the police on me for nothing. You know, just lies and whatnot. We are all going to have persecutions, but there's glory in suffering for. For christ because i know for me i could see wow like people see jesus in me and that's what it's not me that they hate it's him but it it's also an encouragement of wow i'm i'm blessed then to be able to suffer for for the sake of christ so now we're going to be in second corinthians, uh, corinthians chapter 12 um verse one it is doubtless Not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body, I do not know, or whether I'm out of the body, I do not know. God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me. So Paul's, he's caught up in the third heaven. And so if we saw those glorious things, we might start looking at ourselves of like, wow, I'm special. I'm like... This stuff, God gave me this vision and, and I saw this stuff. We might start looking at ourselves and thinking we've earned it or we can, can have, um, attention for that. But Paul's pointing back to, I'm not going to boast in that, but I'm going to boast in my infirmities because God be God for the glory or the glory be unto God. And so I know for us, if we, um, start talking about all the things, how great um, God uses us in our lives, we can start getting puffed up and exalted, but that's not the heart here. Paul, um, Paul went through that, but he wants to, um, he just wants to speak the truth. He wants to show, he wants to encourage and not get fixated on his, on himself and see that, um, to draw that attention to himself that he went, he got to experience all this stuff. And so it's a lesson for us too if we start to, uh, get boastful about how god's using us or what he shows us Then we're failing because that's not the point the point is for us to constantly look at what the lord um, Is doing in our lives and what he's using in our lives and he alone should get the glory verse 7 And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations a thorn in the flesh was given me given to me a messenger of satan To buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. So Paul's seeing here that if, like I was saying, if we experience this stuff and we start getting puffed up and for him, he, um, lest he get exalted above measure, that he could be, um, exalted and people, you know, start worshiping him of, wow, you got to see this and, and all that. Instead, he's given, um, this thorn in his flesh really to keep him humble. And sometimes our infirmities that we can go through could be that. God could humble us in that. Maybe we're getting too uh maybe we're becoming prideful about what God's doing in our lives or what we've seen or experienced. So maybe the the Lord puts a thorn in our flesh as a way to humble us. And I feel that for myself personally, that there's been times where, um, Maybe I started, you know, getting, um, fleshly over things or prideful and the Lord allowed, um, a thorn to be placed in, in me as a way to, to keep me humble that I would keep my eyes upon the Lord and remember that He alone is worthy of worship and praise. Um, so the thorn in the flesh, we don't, we don't know, but some believe that the thorn in the flesh was an ailment of His eyesight. Um, because in Galatians, he, um, Galatians 4:13 13 it says, You know that because of physical infirmity, I preached the gospel to you at the first. And my trial, which was in my flesh, did not despise or reject, but you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. What then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness that, if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. So by that, him saying that in Galatians, they think maybe it was an eye element. Um, Maybe he lost his eyesight or whatnot. But it says, and and we don't need to know because I kind of like that we don't know so that we can all relate. We can be like, well, maybe it was this or maybe it was that. Maybe he had chronic pain. Maybe he had heart issues. Maybe we don't know. But it was placed there and it was given to him a messenger of Satan to buffet him. So Satan was hoping that it would beat him, that it would keep him down, that it would distract him from his ministry, that, that by doing so, that he would not worship the Lord, that maybe he would turn from the Lord. We saw that in Job, where, um, you know, Satan's wandering around, looking whom he can devour, and God points out that Job, his servant, will never, will never turn and curse him. And so, you know, Job, Um, goes through all this stuff, and the Lord allows it for a purpose, but Satan thinks it's going to destroy him, and Satan thinks that he's going to turn around and and walk away from the Lord, but he doesn't, and so I love here, we see that um, Satan is hoping that it will beat him, that it will crush him, that it will keep him either from serving the Lord fully or um, maybe even distracting him from from doing the full work, but what I love is that God has a a greater purpose for our pain. And he did here with, with Paul, he used it. He used it to keep him humble from being exalted, from being worshiped um, for his mind and his heart personally, but so that others can see as well. And I think for us too, our sufferings are placed there, not just for us to, um, to keep us humble and to keep us seeking the Lord, but also others watch. And I know when I've, uh, when I was bedridden, sick, um, I've been battling health issues for the last, I think it's gone on 12 years now, um, where doctors could not figure out what was wrong. They don't know. And, but I remember being bedridden for over a month. I could not get out of bed, um, for, for many, peri- you know, for a long distance, um, even to go to the bathroom, just so sick. And, um, my husband stayed by my bedside. And I know that that was, um, God was using my sufferings to show Him, to show my husband, um, to have a, a heart of compassion, to be there for me, and to show His glory. Um, God didn't didn't heal me. Um, obviously, I'm out of bed. I'm not bedridden anymore. Praise the Lord. But um, I still have those um, infirmities. I have um, different things in my body that just don't work right anymore. And uh, we don't know what brought it on. We don't know why. But I say the thorn that I have some thorns in my flesh, but God has a purpose in it, and so I know sometimes um, you know we'll see we know even godly leaders who they start out great, um, knowing that they're following the Lord, knowing that God is the one worthy of praise, but then they start getting prideful and all of a sudden they claim that i can I can provide miracles. I can do this. I can do that. But um, that's not God's desire. Ever. We shouldn't have a fan club. We shouldn't have. And I know I've I've been guilty of it too. To say that's my favorite Bible teacher, but that's not God's desire because it's just a man. It's just a woman. God uses them as vessels. And so, um, God forbid we ever become prideful. And so that was a way to keep um, to keep Paul humble but to show his strength through him, as we'll see. So I just love what Satan uses for evil, God uses for good. And so we can we can see that with our own with our own life and right here with um Paul. And so verse eight. Concerning this thing I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. So Paul prayed, he sought the Lord. He pleaded so he cried out to him. He he spoke to him three different times on this account. And we don't know how he prayed. We don't know if um, you know, he was crying out because he had chronic pain. We don't know if he cried out because he was afraid that he wouldn't be able to, to continue to, to serve the Lord. And I know for me that's that's been a thing in the past where I struggled with my infirmity because I wasn't able to continue in work in uh, ministry for a time. I had I was a um, big part of children's ministry. And I was so sick that I wasn't able to serve the Lord, um, at that capacity anymore, um, in that season. And I remember just crying out, Lord, I just want to serve you. I just want to follow you and be able to, to teach children your word. And, um, I feel like I can't be a part. I can't do all this. And so maybe that's, maybe that's why Paul was crying out. Um, we don't know. Again, it's great because then we can have, all of us can have understanding you know, what whatever you're dealing with, if it's depression, if it's chronic pain, if it's depression because of chronic pain, if it's heart issues, I have heart issues, that uh, I have thyroid and heart, so the thyroid, I can't um, do a lot of certain things because my body just um, won't keep up. Um, and then on the other end, uh, if I try to, I love being active, if I try to to um, run or whatever, I get tachycardia because I have cardiomyopathy, um, and so it's just this compounding battle, which then for me, which is the thorn of my flesh, I can't lose weight. Um, so it's um, those things where I have pleaded with the Lord. I have cried out to him, but his grace is sufficient, as we will see. So um, Paul gives us, an, gives us what he did. He tells us what he did, but it's an example for us too. When we are suffering, we need to cry out to the Lord. We need to plead with him. And God wants that. When we pray, we are conversing with the God of the universe. What a privilege, what a blessing. But he desires that relationship with us. And so we need that as an example of praying. We need to pray in um, the book of James. you guys want to flip with me to James. Um, James chapter 5 verse 13. If anyone among you, is anyone among you suffering, let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing sing psalms. Right here, an example. Because we're going to have seasons. We're going to have seasons of suffering and sickness. And we're going to have seasons where we are just so excited and cheerful and joyful. So we're given examples. Oh, James 5, verse 13. Um, Verse 14. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the lord and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the lord will raise him up and if he is if he has committed sins he will be forgiven verse 16 confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed for the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much so we have this example james tells us what to do when we're suffering when we're sick when we um when we have sin we have trespasses we have You know, whatever we need to pray But know that because you pray And because if you are not healed does not mean you don't have enough faith I've been told that in the past when I was really sick. Someone said you just don't have enough faith and I Get thee behind me satan because that is not true Um, We saw with paul paul pleaded with the lord. He cried out to the lord but god chooses when to heal and when not to heal I do know that at the end of my life, when I go to heaven, I will receive a new body, and I'm delighting in that, and I can't wait. Um, so we should cry out to the Lord and cry out for one another. If your brother is brother or sister, who you know, your brother and your husband is your brother, cry out to the Lord for them. I know it kept my husband praying for me when I was sick, which you can't go wrong with prayer. You're communing with the Lord. Um. So we should be seeking the Lord for one another. So back to verse 8. So he pleaded three times that it might depart for him. He wanted it to be taken. Verse 9. And he said to me, which is Jesus said to him, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore... Most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmity is that the power of Christ may rest upon me. So Jesus tells him, this is the answer, when he does not take this from him. Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you. So that's not always the answer we want to hear. Um, I have to meditate on this. I know for myself, when I'm just wanting to be healed, I don't want to go to one more doctor's appointment. I don't want to have one more thing, one more surgery, one more whatever. Um, but I, I can delight knowing though that God's grace is sufficient. So when we look at, when I looked up the word grace here, um, it's God's goodwill, God's loving kindness. It's his favor. It's his kindness, which bestows upon one what he has not deserved. That just floored me of just the magnitude of that. The kindness Loving, the loving kindness of the Lord is just amazing. That We don't deserve it. We don't deserve his loving kindness. But he gives it to us because he loves us that much. And so he's telling Paul this. And if you remember who Paul is, Paul was one that was persecuting the church. He was the one that um, he was killing Christians because he thought it was right. So he was doing what was right in his own eyes, which our world is doing the same thing. But before we came to Christ, we were doing the same thing. So that's that loving kindness, that that grace, that favor that is bestowed on us that we don't deserve. So we don't deserve God's grace, but he says that he gives it to us. And his grace is sufficient for us. So sufficient, it's to be possessed of unfailing strength, to be strong, to suffice, to be enough, to be satisfied. It's enough. So God's loving kindness is enough for you. Paul, God's loving kindness is enough for you. Fill in your name. It is enough for us. And as much as we cry out and we want healing and we want, um, to be delivered from whatever it is, and it doesn't just mean like a physical sickness or whatever, if, if it's suffering, His grace, His loving kindness, His, His, um, favor is enough for us. We should be satisfied and content. And we see that with Paul. He talks about it too. Um, Not right here, but he talks about how he learned to be content in all things, whether he's a free man, whether he's in chains, whether he's rich, whether he's poor, whatever, fill in the blank, he learned to be content in those things because God's grace, his loving kindness is enough. So he, God says in this too, in verse 9, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. So God's strength, it's an inerrant power, the power of God, moral power and excellence of soul. Perfect, complete, to accomplish, to bring an end or a goal. So God's strength is enough. His grace is enough. It's um, God's strength, his moral power is manifested in our weaknesses. God uses our weakness to show himself mighty. And again, back to like with my health stuff, God was showing himself through... For me, I was just like this dead vessel in a sense, but God was showing his power through me. And I know there, like even there was times for me where in my sickness, um, mine's autoimmune, so it would flare up. It's still, I don't get as much flare-ups because I changed my diet, but I would have bouts to where I was so, um, so low thyroid and then it would flip to Graves' disease and I became, like my body would become manic. It would affect my moods. Um, I'd feel this rush through my body. And, um, Mike got to where he knew it's coming. Uh, he could tell in me that my body was gonna flip. And, um, so when I had the Graves disease, which is hyperthyroid, it would just hit like no moment's notice. And, um, my body, I would, I would shake. I would tremble. Um, it, it does, does weird things to so you. You felt like your eyeballs were gonna bulge out. Um there's another word for it, thyroid storm, where it literally can cause a heart attack because you're it's just like out of control, um, too much thyroid going through your system. And so I would go back and forth on this, but uh then my body would go into this extreme fatigue. Um I, I was eating so much because my metabolism was so fast that was the only blessing in it, um, that I lost thirty pounds in six weeks because I uh it would just go right through me. And I couldn't get enough to eat. Um, and then once it went back to low again, I gained the 30-plus extra pounds back. Um, but God's strength, his, his moral power just came out through me. And it wasn't my doing. It was just God through me doing that. And, and in those moments of extreme fatigue where I could not literally lift, I'd be laying in bed, and someone would call, and I couldn't even lift the phone to my ear. I had zero strength. And I would cry out to the Lord, strengthen me. Lord, I take me or strengthen me because I cannot do this. And there is no describing it, no understanding other than God's power giving me, God giving me the power in those moments to do those things. Or having a child with autism and special needs and sick all the time and having to go to the ER. And I had to get there. My husband's on a fire and I'm sick and I have this weakness. And God giving me the strength to get in the vehicle and drive to the ER because he was sick. And that is all glory to the Lord, because I thought I was done for. I just thought, okay, there's no way my body can keep going through this. Um, so my own personal testimony of seeing God's strength made perfect in my weakness. And as much as I hated that time, that season in my life, I love how close I felt to the Lord. And um, like I shared a little bit ago, the... This past weekend on Saturday, we had this crazy trauma with our horse, and seeing her um, slowly just suffer before she died, uh, or we had to put her down, and um, crying out to the Lord. But the strength that He was giving us to just walk through those moments, and then afterwards, the the overwhelming feeling of love that He was bestowing on me and my husband and my children, and then. For me, I was angry at first because I'm like, don't, why are you letting my horse die? Like what? I don't understand. I know she's just a horse, but you created her and gave her to me. Um, afterwards, looking back, we could see God was there. Like he was strengthening us. He was, his power was working through. He sent people. I had no cell service. He was sending people to help us. And that's just, again, it's glory to the Lord. Like he is there with us. He's there with us always even when we don't see it, even when we don't feel it. And so just as Paul says in verse 9, Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I too, I'd rather boast in my infirmities, knowing that God, Jesus, is with me and his power is on my life than to be healthy, to be thin, whatever my my desire could be in the flesh. But I'd rather have this going on, With jesus's love and his power through me than to have all those other things because I know one day I will have that complete perfect healing in heaven verse 10 Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for christ's sake For when I am weak, then I am strong Again, paul's just he's saying he'd rather know god's power through him than have those other uh, than not have it than not have the reproaches or the persecutions because the power of the lord in our lives when we're suffering it, It's indescribable. It's just so beautiful And um, I know we don't want it It hurts like we literally have pains. And we have you know all these sufferings but To know and see god so much deeper and have such a more intimate relationship with him It's better to to be sick. I don't know um Later, I'm sure I'm going to be feeling more. <laughs> because I'm, I'm saying these things. Of course, there's going to be spiritual attacks too. Um, but these infirmities also we're talking about, uh, like the thorn in the flesh could be a physical ailment for you, but it could also be a soul thing. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe, maybe someone has, uh, is bipolar or maybe someone has, um, some other mental, um, distress. There's spiritual oppression that we go through. I have felt spiritual oppression, but, there's, it's producing something in us when the Lord allows these things. So I know for, just as Paul was saying this and for my own life, I know that he is working an eternal weight of glory. That our pain is not in vain. That these things that we're going through, these depressions, these sicknesses, these, these bodies that are literally wasting away because they are, um, that he's going to use it. And he, as he declared in verse 10, for when I am weak, then I am strong. So in verse, uh, I'm sorry, in second Corinthians four, um, I just love this verse because I think about it all the time, uh, when I'm struggling, um, verse 16. Therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing or outward wo- woman is perishing, yet the N word man or woman is being renewed day by day. Our inward, our, our soul, our spirit is being renewed by the Lord day by day. His mercies are new every morning. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, and it may not feel light, ladies, it may hurt, it may not feel very light, but it is compared to eternity, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While well, we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. These bodies are temporary. This, our health stuff, our depression, whatever is going on is temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Praise the Lord. That just, it's so good. Like, I wish I could just, I need to meditate on this some more for myself. So if you are suffering or you're sick right now, maybe you're on a mountaintop, praise the Lord, then what does it say? Sing Psalms. But if you're suffering right now and you're in a valley and its it doesn't feel well, then we have an example of what we're supposed to do. The first thing is we pray We ask god for healing. He wants us to do that seek the elders and be anointed as he says in james five fourteen. seek um Seek them out They can anoint you with oil in the name of jesus and ask for healing and I have friends that have been healed And i've gotten <laughs> to where I was jealous and coveting their healing but uh, the second thing we need to do is after we pray trust the lord with it trust the lord with the outcome Whether he heals you or not. We need to trust him keep praying for his will to be done and strength for whatever happens whatever happens because The beauty of it is god is sovereign as we've we've seen over and over as we studied ruth and Esther, is He's his providence is real It's He is over all those things. So if he's allowing it trust him with it Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I've had friends say to me, well, he'll never give you more than you can handle. I don't see that in the word <laughs> because he does allow so much. I mean, Job Job went through a lot, and I don't think Job was like, oh, I got this. I can handle this. No, he brings us sometimes to a point of... Literally we think we're dying. We're gonna that's it. There's no more and I have prayed. I've cried that out lord I cannot take any more and he knows And he'll give me the strength and then he doesn't take away the thing, but he gives me the strength in the moment Verse three or i'm sorry third point Press on toward the goal So we pray we ask god for healing we trust god with the outcome. We have to we have to let it go Pray and let it go Give it to the Lord. And the third thing is we press on toward the goal. Philippians 3.14, I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. We can look forward to the goal at the end. This this is temporary. This suffering, this, this affliction, the beauty of it is Paul, when Paul was writing this, he was in the midst of it. He was alive. He was really going through this and he wrote these things. But you know where Paul is now? He's in the glory with the lord. He is healed. He's in heaven He's no longer going through this. So now he gets to To see the fruit of his labor And that goal he completed he has the prizes there with jesus And so we need to look at that is look at this word Read the word stay in the word be encouraged put surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you And and if anyone ever tells you that you don't have enough faith and that's why you're suffering or that's not that's not biblical That is not what the lord says so, I just encourage you, um, to not stop seeking the Lord in that. And if you are struggling with things and you need prayer, then we, after, um, we're done, we can pray together for these things. But don't ever feel like you're being punished because you're going through suffering or whatnot. Um, sometimes suffering is brought on ourselves. Um, I remember a friend teaching, that the majority of our suffering in this life is self-induced and I I don't agree because I know in my own life the suffering went through as a child I didn't I didn't ask for that I I was innocent in that I was the rape the molestation the um, child abuse the different things the abandonment by my father I didn't I did not ask for any of that and yes sin has brought on a lot of stuff and we You know, whatever you're going through, if you did a sin and now you have consequences of it, but you're forgiven and it's consequences, God's grace is still sufficient. It's still enough. And so just remember that when you're weak, He is strong and stand in that. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again, Lord. I just, I thank you so much for your word. It's so encouraging. It's so, um, powerful. Lord, I thank you that you used Paul and I'm sorry you had to go through so much suffering, Lord, but I, I am excited, Lord, that he is with you and him. he doesn't, he's not in that anymore. And one day we will not be in these sufferings anymore in these bodies. Lord, I praise you and I thank you for that. Lord, as your grace is sufficient for us, Lord, help us to walk in those things. Help us to meditate on that. When we are walking through something, remind us of these verses, Lord that we would not forget your promises, that we would not forget how good you are, and that none of our pain is ever in vain. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.